welcome to another episode of Polished Gems with your host, Jacinta Martin. Join me as we rediscover our shine by learning how to rebuild with the nine fruits of God's Spirit. Hello, Martita. Hi. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Polished Gems. Here is where we talk about how we develop and improve ourselves with the nine fruits of God's spirit. If it is your first time joining me, my name is Jacinta Martin. I am the host of Polished Gems, as well as the creator of the blog Fruitful Gems, also an author and a real estate agent in the state of Georgia and a mama of two children. I have with me Marquita Young. Can you please introduce yourself for me? Absolutely. I am Marquita Young. I'm a wife, mother, veteran, author, a contributor for Fruitful Gems, and an owner of Inspire You Gifts. Perfect. Thank you for that intro. So today, guys, we are talking about the topic of patience. Now, uh, the blog of focus that we want to talk about is the one that Marquita wrote called God is Coming. Have patience. Basically, uh, Marquita, can you give us a brief description of what that blog was about? Okay, so um, it's a walk through my struggle with waiting on God to show up for me while also asking the reader to review how they wait on God. So um, my hope with this blog is that by sharing my experience with impatience and my growth um, in patience, that it will help to strengthen the fruit of patience for the reader. All right, so let's dive into it. So the Bible verse that um, you mentioned in the opening of that blog was found in Philippians 4, 6. And it said, uh, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to Let me know some more of your thoughts about this Bible verse. So and this, how, sorry. I'm sorry, and how it can be applied to patience. Okay, so this verse um, to me is so important because it's a clear reminder that God does not want us to be anxious, but instead he wants us to bring our cares and our worries to him in our prayers. So the New Living Translation version says, don't worry about anything, instead pray about everything. So, you know, tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done. Um, The verse is also a reminder to be thankful even in the waiting period. So um, that can be hard sometimes. So for me, it's not because I don't believe that God has my back because um, I know he does. Um, I just tend to take matters into my own hands instead of uh, leaning on the Lord and allowing him to see me through situations. So I know that because God doesn't give us the game plan, right? So he's usually not telling us like the inner workings of what he's doing and how he's gonna work things out in our favor. So that's where your faith comes in. You know, he wants you to have faith to believe that he will work it out without knowing that he will, you know, how he's going to work it out for you. Just believe that he's going to do it. So I can admit that I've had trouble not waiting well. Um, However, recognizing that that's something that I have a hard time with, I'm continuously working to, you know, improve that. I can definitely understand that. That's the same thing with me. That waiting season is definitely, um, it's a test of exercising faith. 
definitely it's one of those things in those times where um, as I was reading the verse, I was like, don't be anxious. I was like, Lord, if you can help me with that, because at the end of the day, you know, we constantly get in thoughts about what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? And, you know, um, clothes on our back, things like that. And if those are not our questions, then it's questions about work, right? It's questions about our children. It's questions about school, family, friends. Um, so insert whatever question is needed, mm -hmm. right? But as you mentioned, um, God has our back. If we look in previous seasons, previous seasons of need or even want, um, thinking that we were going to lack or uh, things of that nature, God has always come through. So even in those waiting seasons, we have to pull on our history with God, as you mentioned, um, as you were speaking earlier. So that leads me to my next question, uh, talking about anxiousness. What if you're a planner? What if we have listeners that are planners who have to plan everything from the start of their day to the end of their day, even months from now, right? Share with us some ways that um, you can allow, that actually that they can allow God room and space to operate on their behalf. All right. So I am a planner. So I know this struggle all too well. <laughs> so for me, what I do is I allow God flexibility to kind of move things around in my day. Uh, what that looks like for me is not getting frustrated when the plans for the day are interrupted. Um, that is so hard, but is trying to get in the habit of not getting frustrated when things don't go your way. Um, because as a planner, you expect for things to go a particular way when you start planning. Um, so not getting upset about all the distractions in the day is so important. Um, there was a time when I would be furious about not being able to accomplish my plans for the day. Now, I just thank God for the day and all the distractions. Um, I pray at the end of the day that his will was done for the day, um, that all that he would have had me to complete for the day was done. And then um, I generally, I'll start off with the list and then I just kind of leave room for God to throw his weight around in my day, if you will. So um, I tend to... Um, I tend to just, I don't know, just let him do what he wants to do in a day and rearrange things the way that he wants to rearrange them. Simply because I feel more accomplished knowing that he's controlled everything in my day and less frustrated that I wasn't able to get things accomplished in my day. And so just allowing flexibility in your day to kind of let God do what he wants to do allows me to, you know, feel comfortable with how the day has gone and not so frustrated that I wasn't able to accomplish all that I set out to accomplish. See, and I love that advice myself because I used to be a planner, like literally down to the, I think I did every hour, if not every 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've had to let that go. So now I do what's called time blocking. So I time block a certain amount of time to do certain activities. That has actually given me a little bit more breathing room and freedom. And even within the time blocking, right? When I set aside, for instance, two hours to do something, that allows me still um, room 
so God can move however he decides to move. It still allows that flexibility so that I don't have me in a box, God in a box. And like at every half hour, I have to be done with whatever was on my Mm -hmm. checklist. It still allows me to kind of go through my checklist, but not in a way where I get so frustrated anymore. I've learned also sometimes my time blocking has to switch around. So because I wear multiple hats and do multiple things, I'll have to do um, something for like the blog in the morning. And then I work also for a publishing company. So I'll do the publishing company work right after that. So sometimes it means getting up a little earlier on some days and some days it just means um, I can do, I can take time to do something different each and every day. So I'm loving my time blocking schedule. It's freeing me up from having to be so rigid with um, the planning that I used to do. So I definitely understand that and learning to, um, that helps with our patience when we give God room (laughs) to be God instead of boxing him in. So with that being said, um, when did you realize that it was time for a change? Since you're a planner, you know, and you like things a certain way, when did you realize it was time for a change and how you reacted or even acted regarding um, when things didn't go right and also regarding patients? Okay, so surprisingly, I realized that it didn't have anything to do with planning. Um, I realized that when it came to my debt, um, I had spent a lot of time trying to figure out a way to Um, get myself out of the debt that I had got myself into. And in doing that, I just was digging like a deeper, deeper hole. Um, So I had ended up in a situation where I literally like every month would probably have like $10 left over until payday. Um, And then at some point, like bills started getting behind. Um, I was tired. I was frustrated. I was worried. I was anxious all the time. Um, I started to feel, you know, depressed and I experienced just a variety of different emotions. Um, ultimately, I just wanted to give up and give up in the sense of just not worrying about bills anymore. Like I was just like, just let them go to collections. Like I'm tired. Like this is too much. And, um, you know, I had considered filing for like bankruptcy and stuff like that. But then I was like, OK, God, like help me out. Excuse me. I was like, okay, God, help me out. You know, show me the way, show me where I need to go. Um, And when I chose to do that, he guided me through the process of getting out of debt without me having to go into collections or file for bankruptcy. And, um, you know, every idea that he gave me or every idea that he, you know, that the Holy Spirit brought to me, I was able to implement that in order to get myself out of debt. Um, And so, realizing that I can lean on him and then I can depend on him. And that when I do that, that he'll help me to resolve any problem um, is where, you know, that really strengthened me. And then it also allowed me to see where I lacked in my patience because I tried, I did so much to try to get myself out of debt that I never waited for him to give me the keys to do it, you know? And so I just made things worse and worse and worse. And then when I stopped and really allowed him to kind of guide me and show me the way, 
then I got out of the situation, you know, without it being a harm, you know, to my finances and a harm to my family in any type of way. And so, um, you know, it just was a really good reminder that, you know, we need to wait on the Lord, ask for his help, because it's not that I didn't ask for his help, but I didn't wait for him to guide me. I was running and trying to fix that thing on myself and making it worse and worse. So it's definitely, it definitely was a good reminder to just be patient. You know, he's going to come and help you out. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in a moment. All right, we're back and let's continue. That right there, um, the wait on the Lord part. A lot of times you're right. We don't wait on the answer for what God has to say. A lot of times, now I know for me, I'm a person who when the minute I wake up, my brain goes a mile a minute. It is thinking about, okay, what do I have to do today? Like it's running through my day <laughs> the minute I open my eyes. So um, a lot of times in prayer, I'll just spew out everything. And I know God is sitting there going, are you going to... Um, let me answer anything. <laughs> Are you going to let me be involved? There's a lot of times that I don't. I I will I I will pray almost like I'm in a panic <laughs> versus um kind of engaging in prayer the way the Bible actually tells us to. It tells us to come to him with gratitude mm-hmm. and thanksgiving first, right? And then the last the very very last thing we do is ask is uh, in supplication for the things that we are that's on our hearts. I don't do that. I, t- I typically just um, emote every. I, I say everything mm-hmm. out, right? And I just spew it out. And I know God is sitting there going, "Oh my goodness, can, can you um, can you dial that back just a little bit because that's just a lot." I know the Bible says, "Cast our cares on Him," but we're, but we also have to realize He wants a relationship mm-hmm. with us. What I had to also realize is when I do that, I'm not creating a relationship. I'm just creating him to be a genie. I'm creating him to be like somebody who just answers what I want them to answer versus creating an actual relationship with him. So I I know if I did that to my mom or my sister, they would look at me and go, okay, we're done. (laughs) We're not talking to you anymore in this conversation. So with that being said, I'm glad you mentioned waiting on him and that he could work it out. Like that's the beautiful part that we we have to also realize he can work it out, but we've got to listen for his answer mm-hmm. on how. That's what that's the most important key part is listening for him to talk. So with that being said, let's leave our our listeners with some encouragement and some words of advice about patience. Can you please share your final thoughts about waiting? All on right. The Lord? So patience can be hard. Um, it can seem that we're waiting forever, <laughs> but God's timing is always good timing. And especially when he's fixing the issues that our flesh has got us in. Um, I had to learn that if I'm Um, living according to the Lord's will um, and things don't work out the way that I want them to work out, that um, if I just continue to 
come to him and pray to him and ask him for guidance and wait for him to give me that guidance that he'll show me the way that he'll lead me. And I know that if you have also build that relationship with him and also, um, you know, work on your waiting on him to show you the way and show you how to get out of the situations that possibly our flesh has got us in, or even just answering questions that you may have, that he will come and he will guide you and he will answer those questions. Um, he's not going to lay out the game plan for you all at once because then you won't come to him. When you know you won't come to him, you won't build that relationship with him. You won't build that muscle memory of patience. Um, and so he has to he has to mold us and he has to allow us to put us in situations where we're constantly having to seek after him. And so, um, you know, like I said, waiting is hard, but that's how we build our patience. And the father is good. And that's how, you know, he chooses to go about having us to build that patience. And so um, just wait. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Look, just wait. I love that. Yeah, it is. Um, so, guys, I, I pray that this has blessed you. I pray that this gives you some more tips on how to be patient, on how to just wait on God and cultivate that relationship with him. So that because what I want you to get from Marquita's um, testimony, even about um, as she mentioned about her debt, he can do the same for you as well and and it can be any other situation it does not have to necessarily be in your finances it could be um just other things about life like he cares for even the littlest things the things that you feel you don't want to go bother god about um he is looking for us to cultivate those relationships so that we can learn to wait on him like she said so it can become muscle memory and that we're not freaking out when things happen or blindside us or distractions come up that ha make us have to take a pivot turn or make new decisions. So with that being said, guys, um, Marquita, did you have anything else that you'd like to answer? Um, if you guys have not um, checked out the Fruitful Gems blog, please go over there and check us out. And if you haven't heard the other episodes, check those out too. <laughs> All right, guys, I agree with her. Go ahead and do that. You can go to our website, and that is fruitfulgems.com forward slash polished gems. And that's gems spelled J-E-M-S. Guys, have a wonderful evening, and thanks for tuning into this episode. Until next time. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Polished Gems. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, head over to FruitfulGems.com. That's F-R-U-I-T-F-U-L-J-E-M-S.com and become a part of our family to receive your free guide, Discovering Your Worth Through the Fruit of God's Spirit. Until next time.